Ooh. Boy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Wowza. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Damari, whoa. <laughs> it bears repeating. It bears repeating. It bears repeating. Let's be get right into it. Entrance for the entire season. That's your catchphrase now. You should get that on a shirt. Speaking of Demario, guys. Let's speak of him. He's speak back. of the devil. So we enter this episode with Demario having returned to the mansion. Mm-hmm. He said that his character has been assassinated. <laughs> it's a character assassin, a John Wilkes Booth of character. You, sir, are no Lincoln. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's, he's, I'll say he's got himself together a little more. Yeah, because it's been 24 hours. Sure. So he's had time to, like, he's pulled think himself of, together. Right. right. I was, and he's he's a talker. You can tell he's a talker, and, a smooth talker. Oh, a real smooth talker. And he's, um, you know, he's a little more clear and confident. And but he doesn't really actually say anything. Like when you actually look at it, he says he fucked up. Okay, okay. So he says, and he, he also says, "I can't let you go." Yeah, but I feel like, did he say anything no, that wasn't he doesn't, a platitude? No, 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 He you doesn't know. give any explanation yeah. for, like, here's what actually that right. was about. Right, there's no actual honesty. And I like it when she's like, if you had just been honest, mm-hmm. if you had owned it, like, I probably would have, probably would have been standing in the mansion right now. Yeah, well, and that's what we said last time, is that, you know, mm-hmm. a stronger player with a better explanation. And I'll say, you know, DeMario acted like he had had some realization, he had some little quote but honestly, to me, she she learned everything she needed to know about Demario at the basketball game. Mm-hmm. You know, like in that situation. And honestly, like in she should be in the basketball or no game. at the well, at the basketball date. Yeah, like at, in the in the basketball stadium, the, the arena g- in which one plays in the basketball. Gymnasium. Is yeah, that's, that the word you're looking that's for. That's the word that I'm looking in the, for on the basketball field, yes. guys. Gymnasium, Greek for place to be nude. <laughs> Um, no, she already knew everything she needed to know. That's what the circuitous discussion that we just had was was my point. But Demario, on the other hand, says that his Uber driver told him not to take no for an answer. So, you know, 50-50. We're going to be getting a lot more of this now. Like, the Uber driver is going to be the new, like, bartender, cab driver, like, person to lend your ear on and tell your troubles to. <laughs> In fact, instead of doing therapy, I just get an Uber and drive around for an hour. <laughs> And tell them my problems. Yeah, what are your problems? Um, yeah, that's between my Uber driver. Podcast. That's between my Uber driver and I. It's Uber client privilege. <laughs> um, not surprisingly, Rachel is not having it. She says that uh, she needs a man who will be honest. That what happened in the gym was with a was a boy. Yeah. And she's looking for a man. Big time looking for a Whoa. man. Yeah. DeMario's out. And when the gentleman asks if he's coming back in, she says, fuck no. Yeah. What, what we're led to believe is fuck no. I assume she could have put another swear in that space. But the context leads me to believe that that's what she said. The guys are happy. And oh, I feel sure. like it also shows them that Rachel can handle herself. Yeah. they're all like, at first they're like, we should... Should we go in there? I feel like they're one step away from lighting torches on fire yeah, and pitchforks. About to pull a gas on everybody. <laughs> we, most of our references are from Disney yeah. films these days, but uh, yeah, they kill like... the beast. <laughs> I say we kill the beast. Yeah, she. I believe what you're driving at is she doesn't need their help. 
in fact, security like keeps them away. <laughs> right. They're and like, then, guys, we're going to need you to give us a little bit of space. Right. The previews really played it up. And I mean, everybody's going to be shocked that the previews were misleading that like Josiah was itching for a fight somehow in this situation. But I don't even no, remember him talking. You're, you, you're incorrect, sir. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> That's impossible. Um, They showed... I think what they showed was later on in the episode when Lee and um, and Eric get into it. I think they showed oh. that which that Josiah was weighing in on that. I could okay. be wrong. Well, anyways, wrong. we'll go back to the tapes. Um, the guys say that they are happy that she is not letting Demario back in, and that but that they do think that she'll be even more vigilant moving forward. And she is. More Rachel's vigilant. not one to suffer fools. No, and uh, someone else gets cut, gets the axe early this time too. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. No spoilers. People who have are almost certainly watched the show already, and Anna's mom. Can we? So we move back into the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Jonathan's hands? We have to. We have a moral obligation to talk how about is Jonathan's this guy hands. Still here? I don't know. It's a mystery to me how he's still around. I don't, because it's it doesn't seem like a producer impetus. Like he's not interesting enough. I could see the producers forcing Lucas and Blake to stay around for a couple of episodes, no. but. Like, when he's not like a Wells type, where you're like, oh, he's not like the other guys because he's a little awkward, but like super funny. Sure, and or cute, hip. yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. And again, like. I also, sorry, I interrupted oh, you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> again, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He seems funny. I'm sure if you hung out with him, you'd have a good time with him. He just doesn't belong here. You know, he's well, one no, of many people. Well, no, but that's what I was going to say. None of them do. I'm having a hard time different or not differentiating between them all, but uh, based on the guys that she has right now, and you know, we were saying we're mo- you're moving into the phase of the show where you start to get to know them, right? Less and less at rose ceremonies, you're like, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. I feel like tonight, like the rose ceremony that will happen next week from ten- from this week's episode is the last one where there should really be anybody that you're like I don't even know who, who that dude yeah, is. Yeah. But if you look at them like Jonathan versus Kenny versus Diggy versus Alex like there's no it's very difficult to tell what she's going for which I guess is a good thing but not Jonathan. That's not what she's <laughs> going for. See, I don't quite agree. I I don't see it. I don't find it a mystery, like why Kenny or Diggy or Alex are still around. To me, that's the well, difference. I don't find it a mystery why Alex is still around. I'm sure you don't. It's the pants. <laughs> you don't find it a mystery why Kenny's still around. Um, well, and that's why she's still feeling guys up. But I feel like she already has. I'm sorry, has, she's still feeling guys up. That's not what I said. What did you say? Still feeling guys out. Oh, feeling oh. them out. Yes, gotcha. yes. Um, but with Jonathan, like, what are, what does she need to know? What piece of information is she going to get? Though I will say, you know what they say about a man with giant, fake, creepy hands? <laughs> um, is the dog guy still there? Is he still there? I don't even know. Adam? I, I haven't Adam seen Adam Jr., AJ? You know what I would like is cut? if the doll guy was cut, but the doll is still there. Ah, like just sort of lurking Adam, around. You can go, AJ. <laughs> no, I need you to stay. Well, I was sort of going with the haunted angle, like you know, every once in a while they look and he's in a different. The doll is in a different place. 
Yeah. You hear, you know, tiny footsteps in the Could shadows. Could also be a Lars and the Real Girl angle. Oh, yeah. James Franco while at 30 Rock. <laughs> Objects are made by men and used for many purposes, but we never love objects. Um, anyway, back, we got way off topic. And I want to, I mean, it has to be said. So Jonathan shows up with these giant hands and Rachel's loving it. Like she is, she's cracking up at the giant hands. She is cracking up. I wonder, I mean, and maybe she's keeping around just because she, he makes her laugh, you know, which would at this point. get some of us real far. Yeah, that's all I have. And I don't even really make you laugh that much anymore. So I'm really coasting on fumes these days. I'm really just inertia at this point. Um, but no, and, and maybe if you have that many guys, you want one who's just going to like ease the tension. Yeah, and you know? I will say, I mean, who else is funny? Like, Kenny's not funny. <laughs> we learn later, not Lucas and not Blake. Oh, man. One of the great scenes in Bachelorette history. It's going to go in the Pantheon. We'll get to it. Um, but yeah, the giant hands, I mean... I guess as a tickle monster, that's the next place you're going to go with your bit, but... All right, we got to move on from yeah. the giant hands. Uh, Alex brings a Rubik's Cube. Welcome to 1984, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> you should have brought, like, a really old computer. Yeah. <laughs> Done some programming, yeah. Oh. A Nerf gun. Programming for the <laughs> fantasy suite. <laughs> And then he also he he did a good he solved it more than I could solve it, but he didn't solve it all the way. No, right? Which is like if you're gonna if that's your gag, go ahead and finish the job, Alex. Put it to bed. Well, I also think because she says that uh, she's watching him do it, and she says intelligence is incredibly sexy. <laughs> is that is that the bar we're setting for intelligence? Right, Rubik's doing cube? a Rubik's cube, yeah. I don't, and is that the kind of because there's some kinds of intelligence that are probably sexier than others, and I'm not sure that the Rubik's cube is the you know sexiest of the displays of intelligence. Anyways, um, let's just get to the Lucas. Yeah. And, well, like, no, I mean because I want to say too, Kenny does more daddy daughter time. Kenny, I'm telling you, cut it off. He yeah. shows a picture of them at a daddy daughter dance. No bad move. And then he's move. like, she says. You know, Daddy, I want you to fall in love. I want you to find somebody. No, she doesn't. We have all seen that Lifetime movie. She is going to murder Rachel if they if they get if Ken, Mark prediction. Okay, if Kenny gets a hometown date, Rachel's going to get murdered. <laughs> so By even Kenny's though she's daughter. still alive. Clearly in the tabloids. Maybe they're all just covering it up. Well, then I guess that means Kenny didn't get a home. There you go. That's proof positive that Kenny doesn't make it that far. And I guess maybe we'll never know. Um, all right, you and Blake and Lucas, we get more of these assholes. (laughs) Right. I mean, it was... So I will say... One thing that I like about this season is that I think they let this go on the exact amount yes. of time. Yep, the it's exact totally right amount of time. correct that they yep. both get cut in this episode. And things did take a turn for like the entertaining on this episode. It's true. Yeah, and so they um, a couple things to mention. Lucas comes in and he calls her something that I missed. But she says, oh, you remember the nickname you gave me? Mm-hmm. Which I love. Like, 
Of course he does. Like, I feel like it would be more impressive. It was like, oh, you remember the nickname that people call me or something. But like, oh, you remember that thing you called me last time I saw you. I don't see that as particularly impressive. Blake again asserts that Lucas is here for the wrong reasons. Wrong reasons? Lucas, on the other hand tells Rachel that Blake doesn't like him. (laughs) And then things get mildly offensive because he says, I think that Blake might have a crush on him. It's like, I don't know if it's he. Well, he he pulls a Regina George. Yes. I'm sorry that you're so in love with me. Um, That the only explanation for Lucas, not for Blake, not liking him. What? Nothing. Oh, you're giving me a weird face. Is that, uh, that Blake has a crush on him. And then he Clearly. takes it a step further. Not it's not enough just to say that Blake might have a crush on him, he which has is to give, totally unbelievable already. Well, he has to give proof. Yeah, and the proof is that the other night, Lucas claims that Blake was in his bedroom watching Lucas sleep, peeling a banana <laughs> and licking it. <laughs> it's just so stupid. I mean, this is the stupidest. But also sort of brilliant genius. Oh, I have move. in my car, yeah. I have in my notes. It's actually genius. It is genius. I mean, he's he's dead. Lucas is dead in the water at this point. But I feel like at this point he just <laughs> wants to wreak havoc. Because of course you know what's going to happen. Which is Rachel goes to Blake. Right. And says, were you in Lucas's room <laughs> eating a banana? Oh, and Blake, I mean, just kind of freaks out and really has a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah, that was an overreaction. <laughs> a little bit of a gay panic reaction. Yeah, Though, says that it can't be true because he's on a, I don't know how to say I this, ketogenic, ketogenic, ketogenic diet. diet. And he doesn't eat carbs. <sighs> That's why it can't right. be true. There's your excuse. Ironclad. <laughs> your honor, I was on a ketogenic diet the entire time. Yeah, and then um, that there were there's just too many guys. Someone would have seen him eating a banana, which of course it's a ludicrous story. Honestly, Rachel should have just been like, "Yeah, that didn't happen, Lucas." Like, obviously, that's a fake, made up story. Or get them both there together. Yes. At that point, Rachel's done with the drama. Thank um, goodness, smart move, Rachel. Um, I also again, Blake is doing like Blake has not done one smart thing. Mm-mm. The entire time he's been here, or one interesting That's or charming thing. thing. I mean, a person like Lucas should be so easily defeatable because all you have to do is give him time and he'll burn himself Sure, out. of course. Of course. Well, and either he or somebody says, Rachel is too smart to be duped by that kind of guy. Like, of course she is. Like, mm-hmm. we went over this last time. Like, she's not stupid. The problem is you, Blake, and all you talk about is him. Now we're a broken record, but and you know. I also do kind of feel like Blake is a little bit obsessed with Luke, and I'd be like, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" Lucas. I do too, actually. Maybe he was in there eating a banana. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> a made-up story. In any case, Rachel cuts both of them. We were both uh, pretty disappointed that we didn't get a final waboom from Lucas, right? Like a sad waboom on the way out the door. Waboom. <laughs> Boom, like a sad trombone or something. <laughs> um, Blake on the so Lucas actually does seem just kind of like sad and disappointed. Yeah. Blake is pissed. 
He's furious. And they're both giving different exit interviews, uh, seemingly simultaneously, just in different parts of the mansion. Right, like out in the courtyard. Yeah, and Blake says... He lives in my... Of Lucas. He lives in my town. I can't get away from him. Am I right that they both live in Los Angeles? Right. They're going to run into each other all the time. Yeah, just walking walking down Sunset. It does seem like they do. Oh, you're on this reality show too? Oh, Second time in a row. And I live with your (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Right. They really can't get away from each other. Well, and... Blake says, well, boom, ruined it for the both of us. How, you stupid idiot? Like, (laughs) what in the world did he do to you? Like, you were the one who was talking about him. So then, well, then they're both talking, they're both giving their exit interviews. And there's this really (laughs) weird moment where Blake comes up to Lucas and puts his arm around him. Yeah. And I thought that they were about to be like, y'all just got punked. Right. I thought that it was going to be some weird thing piece of right. theater like that turn into a boom and blake this yeah. fall on nbc yeah. yeah i but it wasn't um but it was a very strange moment mm-hmm. and then they get into a huge fight <laughs> <laughs> well like a comical who, fight who about about who's funny about comedy yeah so first so blake comes up and says i just wanted to say and almost like he was gonna say like i wanted to say no hard feelings or something like that but he says i just wanted to say fuck you bro yeah and that launches into the fight then lucas says it's not about winning it's about the world brother (laughs) you have no idea what the world needs and then blake tells him you have no idea what funny looks like and then it, one of my favorite moments, probably on any Bachelor season, Blake claims that Lucas's idea of humor is waka waka pie in the face, waka waka honk honk fart joke. I actually made Anna rewind it yeah, like three to times it, to see yeah. what the whole thing was. And then they go to like they do what Michael Scott does when he's losing an argument, which is they start imitating each other. Like, I don't know, but what am I? Oh, you're not funny. You're not funny. Oh man, it was it's an amazing fight. If you don't if you're one of the people who listens to this show and and does this show and does not watch The Bachelorette, you will get to want to download this clip. We might try it. Can we put it in? We we'll, might we're going to see if we can put it in, folks. We we'll can try. Folks. We're going to try. We're going to have one of our hackers hack into yeah. the ABC database and see if they can get it. Reality winner, are you out there? Not a winner of the reality shows, the actual uh, NSA hacker. <laughs> Leaker. Snowden, we're going to need you on this. <laughs> we need we know your you're help. not busy. <laughs> because you are a wannabe comedian, you're a washed up joke. I can't help but feel like if you weren't here, I would have had a real shot at getting to know Rachel, but because you were too busy and making a joke out of this experience, I'm going home. You win, Lucas. Waboom. Yeah. Thing is, is like, it's not about winning. It's about the world, brother. About the world. And you have no idea what the world means. You're the waboom clown. I'm the nice gentleman. Go back to your protein shakes. Go back to your steroids. I just, I just, I'm just gonna let you. Just get back to your garbage clown life, dude. My clown life? Yeah, because I'm a clown. I'm a If somebody said, how would you summarize Lucas in one word? I would say, waboom. Shut up, you're I'm jealous. I'm a failed comedian. I'm a personal trainer. You're a failed 
workout. How am I going to call you a little workout person? Did you do that well? Just stop. Okay, so stop. Okay. Just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Let me know when you change the world one waboom at a time. Um, alright, moving forward. Goodbye, Blake. Goodbye. Thank goodness. Well, you would think that the drama would be over, but luckily, oh, I wouldn't Lee think the drama and would be Eric over. are all too willing to pick it to step right, back right in. Yeah, Lee. So I guess, and I feel like uh, Blake and Lucas's feud always seemed laced with absurdity and humor, mm-hmm. and Lucas or uh, Lee and and Eric's. It's going to cut a little deeper. Sure. It's like we're getting into some, uh, like, racial arguments sure. in next week's episode. Sure. Well, and that seems to be, and maybe I'm just drawing the negative energy from Lee's terrible tweets online, but there seems to be an undercurrent of that already. I assume many in our audience have found out that Lee tweeted, like... Oh, right. What was it? So it was a bunch of, like... I'm not going to say that there are smart offensive tweets, but it was a bunch of stupid offensive tweets. So one was like, oh, the NAACP is as bad as the KKK. Like, stupid stuff like that. That's, like, not even... Or, like, Hillary's the OJ of the 21st century. Like, offensive and and incoherent, really. And, like, one of the things where... <laughs> to be fair, I have often thought that. <laughs> sure. There are two peas in a pod. Well, the kind of thing that people tweet when they're like, people don't like me because I just tell the truth. And it's like, no, you're a stupid asshole. That's why people don't like what you tweet. All right. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Like Ryan's <laughs> getting are. real worked getting up. Getting up about me. Guys, Lee. we do not have a Lee fan here. <laughs> I, that guy was bothering me from day oh, one. Oh, wow, wow. Anyways, let's yeah. go on to Ellen. Something um, more delightful. Yeah. Bryce, Jonathan, Peter, Fred, Alex. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Bryce. Brian. Jonathan, oh, right. yeah. Peter, Fred, Alex, and Will get to go on a group date to Ellen. Uh, super jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel describes Ellen as her spirit animal. Uh, fuck you, Rachel. Ellen is my spirit. Actually, that's <laughs> not true. My spirit animal is Carrie Russell. Carrie, call me. My spirit animal is Carrie Russell's short hair. My spirit animal is Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> my spirit animal is Jonathan's giant hands. Uh, okay. Speaking I, of Jonathan, Ellen is not impressed. She Rachel is not her, a stickler for the tickler. She's looking at their guys. Whoa. So you couldn't date her because she was a tickler. A tickler. And you're not a stickler for a tickler. Not a stickler for a tickler. Not a tickler stickler. Not a tickler stickler. Um... When they're walk- watching the guys on camera as they walk in, she says, oh, that guy tickled me uh, when he came out of the limo. And Ellen's like, that's not cool. She said, I don't like that. I don't like that, Raymond. I don't like that. Um, I also, we have to get okay. in real quick before we move on that Ellen claims the exact same thing that I always feel, which is that she just doesn't have time for The Bachelor or Bachelor in her season, life. Every she season. She she's not going to watch. And then here she is. Yep. Join the club, Ellen. Um, okay, they are on the show, and first they play, uh, what, what, just like a question and answer game, right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not the I never, but it, yeah, she's just, just asking, asking questions. Yep, interviews. So she's asking Rachel if she kissed someone already, and she says that she did. Jonathan is really surprised, because he didn't know that some of the guys had already gotten that far. And he says, maybe it was just a kiss on the cheek. No, Jonathan was waiting, actually, with comical, oversized lips for, her, for <laughs> his first kiss with her. Oh. Um, And then 
the guys do a little dancing. They do a little dancing. And I have to say, several times, or twice in this episode, not several times, but the men can barely wait to take their shirts off when invited yes. to do so. Yeah. Because they all act like, because Ellen's like, we're gonna t- you're going to take your shirts off and dance. And they all act I like, oh, like Jonathan no. and Peter are a little bit more... Uh, subdued, right. a little bit more reserved, and the like. Alex, I feel like that guy's yeah. just been waiting for that. I moment. feel like Ellen didn't finish her sentence before, like <laughs> Alex has an old woman motorboating him in the crowd. <laughs> uh, I do think that it's um there. So there's the dancing, and then later on and on another group date they're riding on a bus and there's a pole and uh rachel and several of her girlfriends encourage the the guys to dance on the pole and then there's the mud wrestling they are making an effort to make it every bit as uh objectifying (laughs) objectifying for the men as the women are objectified in the bachelor Uh Is this uh, is that progress? Yeah, Yeah, uh, finally equality. I don't think that's the kind of equality we're supposed to be fighting for. Though I do think this gets to something else that you've pointed out, which is that one of the reasons you've said you don't like the Bachelorette as much is because the men are kind of like this, right? Kind of like showboaty and like cocky, right? Like, is is that something that you said in the past? If I'm remembering you. Like there are always a couple that don't fit that, mm-hmm. you know. Description. Sure, a Peter, a Dean, perhaps. Your Wells, yeah. Your oh, your Wells is for sure. Uh, anyway, I mean, I guess like it or not, these men there are here to go. be objectified, and they are <laughs> quite the dancers. Quite the dancers. Jonathan doesn't do any tickling in the crowd. I'm a little surprised. If you're going to be a professional tickle uh, monster. Oh, we have to mention the pants that Alex Oh, we wearing. have to. They're yeah, like we have ham- to paint a word they're picture. They're hammer pants, They're right? hammer pants, they're except... Splatter. They're splatter painted. Well, except they're very tight. Hammer pants are supposed to be comically large. These, I think I that feel Alex like. is comically large. I think he's very... Oh, I see. What you're saying is these are regular <laughs> hammer pants, but they're extremely he's just, tight. He's just so built. <laughs> he pours himself into these hammer pants. Uh, that's how big his quads are. Yeah. <laughs> he makes hammer pants you know into stretch pants. Every Christmas, my mom gives Ryan... Um, training sessions with a personal trainer because he t- gets it in his head <laughs> that this is going to be the year that yep. he's going to get real ripped. Mm-hmm. Next year, when the guy, because they always ask you like what your goals sure. are, right? I want you to say, I want to be able to wear hammer pants. <laughs> like they're spandex. Yeah. 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 That's my goal. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Uh, to, I mean, I'm going to be frank. Alex was looking good. Well, and let's be even franker. Danke schön. <laughs> I still think that's German. Anyways. Um, Don- is Danke schön? Yeah, that's German. Oh. Yeah. Shit. Um, but, uh, Sorry, Putin. <laughs> <laughs> da. That's all I know in, in Russian. Um Alex was charming on this date. He got the to jump ahead. He gets the group date rose. He earned it. I think he, he got oh, it. Oh, he earned it. Yeah. Oh, big time. He earned it with those grandmas and the Ellen crowd. 
Um, so they get to uh, a game of I Never. Ne- never Have Ellen, I Ever. Yeah, Ellen leads them in a Never Have I Ever game, which is a clever idea as well. Yeah. Um, we get we learn that Alex peed in the pool. He peed in the pool. but uh, Well, and let's also say the truth. Alex copped to peeing in the pool. We learned that Alex admitted it. The yeah. other guys probably have been peeing in the pool left and right. Um, There's not a single pool that I've been in that I haven't peed in. <laughs> this, Anna's goal is to, poo- to pee in all 50 states in a pool. Um, and the, the other question is, so Ellen asks, who has fantasized about having sex with The Bachelor? I feel like... Everyone, right? Of course, of course, of course. Like, Two of the guys say, or three of them say they haven't. I think Alex was one of them. Oh, right, because he was like, I don't fantasize or, until marriage or something. No, no, <laughs> no. He didn't say that. That's what he said. He yeah. said one of the guys said that he's waiting to see, like, if they actually have a connection. Right. Before. Yeah, it was him. Yeah, that was me getting that confused. Yeah, that's it's not the same thing. thing. Yeah. He didn't say that he's not a dugger. <laughs> I don't fantasize until marriage. Um, but I still call bullshit. Right. Like you've thought about having sex with Rachel. Sure. Yeah, I'm thinking you? about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course you are. Well, now. Now I'm. Now you about are it. too. And face it, she doesn't take the penguin pajamas She's off. She's taking the whole them time. off. She's taking them off for me. <laughs> Take it off. Take those jams off, girl. <laughs> um, of course they're lying. Right, right. The question is what the right answer is for, for Rachel. I, and I suppose she's a person who wants the honest answer. But I suppose, what? What do you think is the right answer? Like if she, what, I what think answer the right answer is yes. Yeah. I think it's offensive if you're like, no, I haven't thought about it. Right. Well, after... So I feel like the, the other thing about that is like with a fantasy... It's not like Ellen asked how many of you have jerked off sure, thinking about. Right. Like, I feel like you can't help but think about right. that. And it's if you said that you had it, that would yeah. be a little... Right. That would suggest that you're in the friend zone. That's that your, you're, yeah, yeah, that you're like not attracted to her. Right. Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, she they showed her on national television the night before and the morning after she had sex with someone. Like, how <laughs> are you not going to think about it at that point? Um, and then poor old Fred. Poor old Fred. Fred just, buddy, whatever you did when you were a little kid. It's it's never, you're never going to let that I go know, in Rachel's geez. eyes. And he's not. Um, so Ellen, oh, right, asks if anyone's hooked up with someone twice their age. Fred says that he has. And he, uh, they get into their history um, and Rachel, again, says that Fred was a bad boy. Yeah, I don't know what he did. And then, because then Ellen is like, what did he do? And she's like, he was mischievous. Okay, right. I mean, there's a, I feel like she wouldn't remember him if he had just been mischievous. Right, Or and like mischievous implies like a Dennis the Menace style like cuteness to it. Like, you know, that there's some charm behind the troublemaking. And I feel like the way that she describes him is like that he was, you know, a brooding psychopath right, or something. Right, you know? like he was burning kittens behind the scenes. Right, like he was the kid from We Need to Talk About Kevin, like and, age um, six. Fred is annoyed by it, yeah. and I think rightly so. Um, because, and he says, Rachel just needs to let it go. Because I think that what's happening is really Rachel is just kind of... Uh, 
like skeeved out a little bit sure. by the age difference because it is a lot. Mm-hmm. It would, and I can think about you know when I was in eighth grade, if I you know was went on a date with some kid that I remembered as a fourth grader, right? That would it would be just too right. weird because it's not a huge age difference, but it is when you're in eighth grade. Yeah, or and that's grader. how you remember sure. that person. Yeah. Um, so that's fine, but I feel like she's using this bad kid thing as a cop out, but it's really given Fred kind of a bad rap. I know. Poor Fred. Well, and then, so I think we can move on to whatever cocktail, little cocktail hour they have afterwards. Fred, uh, asks to kiss her and then she gets annoyed and says that that's awkward. Bad move. What do you think of that move? I agree. I mean, well, so... I don't think all women would react as uh, negatively as Rachel did. I mean, I think most women generally would agree that, like, don't ask me. Yeah. Just kiss me. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um, I think Rachel specifically has said, I want a guy who's who will take control. Right. Um, so I can see that, that she specifically was turned off by that. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, it's just, it seems like a fourth grader asking an eighth grader. You know, it's I think it may have played better, not great, but better with somebody else. But I feel like it just reinforces the, like, I'm younger than you. Yeah, and I just feel like Fred seemed nervous. Yeah. He also says, uh, if I just do it, I want you to know that you might feel something <laughs> just a heads up here i'm not I'm sure warning what you. fred was referring to yeah. but it didn't play well no it did not play well at all he he just didn't and well and then he kisses her and it's pretty clear that rachel is not into it yeah but afterwards fred is like Ooh! yeah he um does not read the situation Properly. Rachel says that it was like a little boy kissing her. No. And then, and I think, I mean, we both talked about this. Uh, she pulls another kind of bitchy move. She um, one, says she wants to keep it real with Fred. But so she goes out, takes the date rose, and is like, Fred, can I talk to you? Right. So Fred thinks that he's getting the date rose. Sure, and everybody does. And this is the second time in a row that someone has thought they've gotten the date rose and then had the hammer dropped on them. No, because she didn't have a rose No, I know. With it DeMario. wasn't her fault. The, this the was her fault. This was definitely her fault. She did not need to... Take that rose right. with her. I'm not sure why she did that. Like maybe she just didn't want them like putting it I mean, on, I'm but sure they weren't the going producers to. Producers just made her. Sure. Hey, Rachel, grab that rose real quick. Um, um, she cuts him. Yeah. She says that she just can't. She can't. Uh, can't move past the the thought that she has that he's still just a little boy and she's mm-hmm. not feeling it the way he is. Right. They have a fine ending. I feel like sure. Fred's not super. Super hurt. Sure. No, he's and you know what? I think that's the right move on Rachel's part. I would have left the rose upstairs, but um, yeah, that's again. She's got to keep it one hundred. Keep it with 100, these guys. Yeah, as Kenny says, and as she said in the previous episode. <laughs> um, Alex gets the date rose. Back at the mansion, we have Eric who's expressing frustration that he is not feeling passion from Mm -hmm. Rachel, that he's not sure how real she's taking it. Uh, He's just, uh, he seems frustrated. Honestly, he 
seems like one of these people and there there are some archetypes that come up sure. several several times over the course of the season. We should create a guide to the archetypes yeah. of the bachelor bachelorette franchise. And there's all, I mean, you know what? Vanessa was a little bit like yeah, this in Nixon. That's season. right. There's always yep. someone who basically thinks that they're too good for the process. Right. Well, and it gets frustrated that other people are further ahead. Mm-hmm. They're not getting the attention that they need or the, the validation that mm-hmm. they need. And that's where Eric is right now. And they kind of lash out a little bit at the show, at right. the person. And that's what Eric is doing. So instead of Eric getting the one-on-one, Anthony does. Who, I like Anthony. I liked Anthony. I don't remember Anthony prior I, to me this. Me neither. But, but you're I not going to forget him now. They ride horses down Rodeo Drive. They go into a fancy Western store. Now, can anyone ride a horse into these stores? That was unclear to me because I'm they made guess it. No. <laughs> Let's give it a shot, though. You know, we always talk. We talked about this last week. What's our dream date and what's oh our God, nightmare date? This is date? my nightmare date, right? Because I hate horses. <laughs> you hate horses. I have seen you cry on horseback. Thanks, mom. If you're listening. <laughs> Shout, shout out to my mom. In fact, one of my promises before I married you was that I would never make you ride a horse. Yeah. Yeah. I would just take you into the stores in Rodeo Drive. You don't have to ride a horse in. <laughs> um, so the Regardless, thing, they uh, seem to be having fun. Yeah, we'll hit that again in a second. Let's do finish the Eric thing up. Or is there? Does it come back around again later? What are you talking about? The, wait, does Iggy yell at him now or later? Oh, well, I was just going to say, there's some more date stuff. Okay. Um, they both buy red boots. Yes, the red cowboy boots. They go to a cupcake ATM machine. And then... This is also the second time in this season that we've seen a bunch of shit get blurred out. <laughs> what I presume is real horse shit. I'm assuming. This time. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming. Or maybe Rachel just had though, to go. Who knows, though, because they blurred it out. Sure. Yeah, we, we have no idea what it is. Um, They go to dinner. They dance to a saxophone player. I actually, I have to say that... Um, it was very refreshing for her to be like, I have one more surprise for you or whatever. And it was just like a jazz quartet and mm-hmm. not like some singer that we've never heard of who were supposed right. to be like, oh my God, it's, you know. Yeah, they haven't done that yet. Yeah. Um, and now we can get, so that's what's going on on the date. Back mm-hmm. at the mansion, Eric and Iggy are getting, getting into, into it. it. Yeah, yeah, and this is really the most we've heard from Iggy yeah. this entire time. Iggy's kind of coming into his own. Yeah. So Iggy says that he's frustrated because he's been listening to Eric's insecurities all day. And I get that, but he just kind of... So, um, what's his face? Anthony comes home from the date yeah. and is talking to Eric. And then Iggy just kind of inserts himself into their conversation. For no good reason. I still, I'm a little unclear about how this whole fight unfolded. It seemed like Iggy, even if he was annoyed that Iggy was in the wrong to sort of jump into this conversation. Yeah, he didn't really have a, there was no reason for him to do that. Right, right. But yeah, they kind of, I mean, they kind of have it out. Sure, there's some shouting. And then, of course, that shouting reverberates. Later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, we go to the final group date. Uh, Raven, Corinne, Jasmine, and Alexis are back. Right. To uh, evaluate these guys. She does seem to like like these women, you know. And this it's interesting because Corinne was painted as sort of the, the annoying villain 
on right. The like, why are we all all of us like Corinne's in our squad yeah. all of a sudden? Well, but perhaps let me make a wild and crazy suggestion. Perhaps they didn't really dislike Corinne that much, <laughs> and then it was edited to suggest that she was more of a villain than she was. I don't buy it. Yeah, I that's crazy. It. It's yeah. a crazy <laughs> idea. Um, they take the guys mud wrestling. They ride a bus there, and on the bus ride, Raven asks Bryce and Lee who they think isn't a good match for Rachel, and they both independently say Eric. They do. Which, this points to some greater drama that's been going on in the house that we've just missed because we've been consumed with the Waboom and Blake show. Well, you know, I think it's a little bit of, um... I mean, coming from, I guess, more of like Iggy's perspective, I think it's, again, a little bit of a Jubilee move where if you hear someone in the house who's like, I don't even know if she, like, how real do you even think she is? You're automatically going to be like, and Iggy says, I felt protective of her because Eric is like, and Chad did this too, where he'd be like, why are you all in love with her? Like, you don't even know her, you know? (laughs) So it's not... It's not necessarily a bad move, but it is in the mansion. Sure. Because it sound, it, what it sounds like to the guys is that Eric is, like, second-guessing her. Sure. Which was a strange move. I think he should have just kept it at, you know, I don't, I'm not at the level that I want to be. We haven't had the connection that I want to have. Which I feel like is what he was trying sure. to say, but. It just didn't didn't come out quite right. Do you think that, that it's a good move to say a name, or is it a good move to say, like, that's none of my business who's not the right person for her yeah i mean i think that it was kind of a bitch move on raven's part to be like name sure name names you name names names. i think they could have chosen to stay above the fray and just been like "Eh, i think everybody's you know right or rachel's a smart girl she'll figure it out you know Mm -hmm. turn it around as a compliment to Mm -hmm. rachel which again is true I just don't see her being duped by anybody. Um, so I don't think that there needs to be any concern. I know they're trying to play the game, but I think I think mentioning another person is always a mistake on this game. Uh, the guys are mud wrestling. They are. Can and, we talk about uh, Kenny? Cause uh, we need to talk I'm about Kenny. I'm not as big on uh, like single dad Kenny, but I love me some pretty boy pit I'm bull sure Kenny. you do. He's got his bark <laughs> that he does to I get know. himself in the mood. I was, Kenny was in his element. Though somehow, shockingly, he, he loses, loses to Bryce. I didn't even I quite understand how that unfolded. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's also weird because they're in a setting where the, there's a bunch of women there and, um, the women are yelling things, but it's not, it feels very staged. Yeah. So there'll be like total silence and then one woman will shout, let me see your junk. I saw, yeah. Yeah. I heard that too. Like, let me see that butt. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like impromptu, like that they really want to see that butt. It's that it's Harrison that handed coached. them a cue card. <laughs> it's actually Harrison doing a woman's voice in the background. Show me your butt. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it's actually pretty disgusting. I said by the end, sure. the guys all look like Jabba the Hutt. They yeah. just have mud. Like, look at you with a Star Wars reference. I know. Yeah. How about that? Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Never seen a single movie, folks. <laughs> but look at you. It's yeah, like look you're at a me. diehard fan. Um, Kenny, oh, Bryce wins. 
Can we go to the the date sure. part? Kenny Let's get admits because I'm excited about this. He used to be a Chippendales dancer. Yeah, I imagine you were looking up some old footage later yeah. on. Yeah, did you find anything good? No, no, too bad, man. If that would have if Kenny would have rolled through town on girls' night, y'all would have hit that up. Good old Kenny and the Chippendales. <laughs> um, let's see. Rachel tells Eric that she's glad that he's there. She kind of reassures him. So they have, you know, a a discussion. Um, whew, sorry, I'm sleepy. Whew. We do these late. It's like 930, <laughs> folks. And I mean, man, we are worn out. But we, we'll stay up until 10 o'clock for you people if we need to, to get this done on a Tuesday night. Um, Rachel tells Eric that two of the guys, Bryce and Lee, Named his name uh, and questioned his motives, which we were saying, I mean, it's a little bit of a bitch move on Rachel's yeah. part. Because she could, you know, usually how it goes down is somebody says, it's been mentioned to yes. me by some people in the house. They display an excellent um, use of the passive voice. Right. It was mentioned. Right. Mistakes were made. I feel like Rachel made. doesn't give a shit. She's no. like, Bryce and Lee yeah. said this. Let's get him in here. Yeah. <laughs> And not surprisingly, Eric goes right out to the common area and just kind of yells at them. Mm-hmm. And Lee keeps saying, I love you to death, Eric. But. Which, does he love Eric to death? No. Um, yeah, it's they a strange this friendship. Yeah. I don't know. You can't. I mean, it doesn't seem like Lee is genuine. They also just flat out lie and say that the reason why they said that was because Eric has never been in love. Right. That's it. Yeah. Bryce kind of gets off the hook by appearing genuine and Lee. I don't know. Lee just is being creepy Lee again. When Lee tells Eric that his perception of Eric changed when he yelled at Iggy. And it kind of, go to me, bleeds into what we see more of happening next week, where Lee seems to be kind of insistent on putting Eric into this, like, angry black sure. man yeah. mold. Because, yeah. um, like, they're all obviously yelling at each right. other. Like, Lee yells at Eric. Right. Was Lee, like, freaked out by Blake? Right. You know, that's that's the corollary. Like, was he like, I just see you differently And now, then Blake. Lee says that Eric is, quote, one kid with a bad issue. Like, I don't even know what that means. No, well, I issue. never know what Lee is talking about. Um, and, I mean, he's another one who needs to go pretty soon. Um, for his hair, if for no other reason, <laughs> aside from the fact that he's an asshole. Um, so... Eric gets the rose. Eric gets on the rose. Yeah, but the the conflict's not over. Folks. No, because at the cocktail party, Iggy tells Rachel, "Let's see that that Eric asked how real do you think she's taking this? It's kind of unclear how Rachel feels about it too. Right, and it's just kind of a a mess. Well, and Rachel just seems to be like a no drama. Mm-hmm. person in general like i think the worst thing you could do for rachel is to be at the center of some drama whether it's your fault she's just gonna or be not. like i don't want it I'm right just gonna cut you. <clears throat> i don't want like, to deal with it if you're right yeah i'm, I'm kind of i got you. fucking salt and pepper peter sitting over there <laughs> <laughs> being a salt and pepper silver fox <laughs> um iggy also lies to eric because eric is like why was my name in your mouth? We hear that a bunch of times. Yeah. My name was in your mouth. 
Um, and he lies and says that Rachel asked who the conversation was with. Uh, she did not. Uh, no, like Iggy. Iggy comes in immediately and is like, "Oh uh, no, yeah, yeah." Um, I actually think so. Eric, he makes a very strange move, which is to confront the guys at the cocktail party, which I thought was a, a crazy. And move. we also were just wondering where was Rachel? In right, this? she was with Jonathan, <laughs> being tickled. They were <laughs> laughing so loud over their tickling that they couldn't <laughs> hear. Because first of all, he's safe. He has a rose, so there's absolutely no need to do this in front of Rachel. Like, just handle it the next day. And I didn't think he actually handled it that badly and just kind of confronting people and saying, like, what is going on? But I think I wouldn't have chosen the cocktail party to do it. Yeah, no, I agree. Lee seems to just also be enjoying the conflict of it. Like, yeah. he smiles a Sure, bit. yeah, he has, like, like, this Cheshire Cat grin. Shit-talking night. Yeah. And then Eric just basically keeps repeating, my name is in your mouth. <laughs> he yells at everyone. He's like, it, I don't know, it escalates, everybody's yelling. My name yeah. is in your mouth. It's going to become the, you know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did. You know why I'm mad at you? Why, Lord? You know why I'm mad at you. Why? You know why? what you did. What did I do? You know what, what you did. What did I do? Um, yeah, and that's where we leave it pretty much, right? There's a to be continued. Yeah, and it only seems to get, which, to get I mean, we were here. saying I was interested to see, because you knew that some racial conflicts uh intentions were we're gonna have to come up probably sure um and it seems to kind of start developing next week though it looks to be interesting and and i think and actually like useful in a way in that they're some of the people are going to make the racial subtext text and i think that that's really helpful Mm -hmm. for people to be like oh like when you say this this is why right yeah you know it sounds like it was anthony saying like there's a long history right yeah right and i think that kind of thing is really useful even though lee of course is gonna be like that's politically correct nonsense or whatever i think that it's useful to do that kind of thing so that people can see like this is why lee's just an accidental racist You wouldn't think that we could use that song so much on this podcast. But it's so applicable to all seasons. Yeah, but to close the show, folks, here it is again. <laughs> I try to put myself in your shoes, and that's a good place to begin. It ain't like I can walk a mile in someone else's skin. Cause I'm a white man living in the south. Just like you, I'm more than what you see I'm proud of where I'm from But not everything we've done And it ain't like you and me can rewrite history Our generation didn't start this That a bunch of folks made long before we came And caught somewhere between Southern pride and Southern blame This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.